Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever the talk hat, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. I'm Jameson. I'm the genius, getting you set for your week four matchups. Hopefully, you're sitting at three and zero, two and one, one of those two records, looking to build on that winning streak. If you're sitting at zero and three, you're sitting at one and two. Seasons not lost. We can still get you on the right track. So, if you need help with your fantasy team, maybe it's a trade, maybe it's a different um, directions you can go. Definitely take a look at our Mastermind Chat. And speaking of Mastermind Chat, this week and this week only, we're allowing everybody to ask any question that's not a trading question. Again, those trading questions have to be with our Mastermind Chat people. I can give you a quick yes or no question on those on those uh, trading options. But if you want more detail on those trade options and, and questions, got to get a part of our Mastermind Chat. We have that available in weekly, monthly, and full season packages. But again, anything that's related to your lineup, whether it be a roster move, whether it be a start-sit question, whatever it be, I will go into detail. Detail. You ask the question, I will answer it. That'll be a, a kind of to see if this is something that Mastermind Chat might be something that you might be interested for. And again, that's one in, one-on-one access with yours truly via text message. If you do want to get in part of a Mastermind Chat, hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on Twitter. More than happy to answer any questions you may have. Speaking of Twitter and Instagram, if you've not followed us already, please do so. We are at FansportsGenius on Twitter, and we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore on Instagram. And our website is always www.FantasyFootballGenius.com, where winning isn't everything. It is the genius thing. Mastermind chat is available, as we talked about, in weekly, monthly, and full season packages. And if the season does get cut short with the virus, whatever reason, if they do decide to cut the season short and you have time left on whatever package you purchase, we will make sure we do it right and either put it towards the 2021 season or we will refund the difference of whatever is left on your package for that particular mastermind chat. Again, that's one-on-one access with yours truly via text messaging. Any questions you have via uh, fantasy football, lineup construction, starts, sits, trades, whatever it is, that's what our mastermind chat. And if it's something you're interested in, again, this week, this week only, any question you have, send me on Instagram, go into detail, kind of give you an idea of what our mastermind chat's about. I'll tell you why I like a player. I'll tell you why I like uh, some players I'm looking at. Maybe you lost a running back, maybe you lost a receiver. I'll kind of give you ideas. Maybe you can send some uh, uh, options out there in your league. Because again, every league is different, so I can't uh, know who's available in your league. So if you give me options of who you like, I'll tell you why I like this player. I don't like that player that much more. So if you have any questions, maybe you're on the fence, get a part of that mastermind chat this week. All questions answered outside of trading questions, which I still have to keep part of our mastermind chat. With that, we will jump right on into the matchup from last night. The Broncos and the Jets put on a show a lot of people thought, including myself, it was going to be a boring, low-scoring, slugfest, defensive, kind of a, uh, a, a snooze fest. There was a lot of, in, actually, some interesting uh, football play last night. I mean, it was a high-scoring game. Both teams combined for 65 points. I think we saw decent games out of Brett Rippon. He showed signs of being a bad quarterback, obviously, with those three turnovers. Um, There's there a friend of mine that I was talking to, which I said Brett Rippon actually looks pretty decent. And as soon as I said that, he throws those two interceptions, I think, within three passes. So, again, I don't think he's the answer. Um, obviously, I think once Drew Locke does come back, he's obviously going to get to start again to see if he is the future for this Broncos organization. As for the Jets, they are a complete mess. 
They fall to 0-4. In my opinion, they are the worst football team in the NFL. A lot of holes on that team. Broncos have a lot of holes as well, but the Jets are just showed last night um, what they have an interception return for a touchdown. They had three interceptions total. Uh, they didn't turn the ball over at all, and they still lost by nine points. It's just a mess of a team right now. Uh, a lot of holes that the Jets need. Um, so right now I think they are by uh, far and away the worst team in the league. Not very many options on, on, uh, on, on offense or defense to trust in fantasy. Yes, you can look at a Chris Herndon, but still, he's not put the job. He, he, everybody loved him, including myself, coming into the season. You can look at Jamison Crowder, but again, I don't know if he's really that type of player to trust on a weekly basis. I just don't like anybody on the Jets' offense. Broncos showed a lot of signs. Tim Patrick, a nice game. Melvin Gordon, a fantastic game against this bad Jets defense. But again, when we're looking at the Broncos players, keep it with, um, with, with a grain of salt. They played the Jets. The Jets' defense is horrendous. So you got to kind of limit your expectations moving forward. But I still think we can trust Melvin Gordon. Hopefully the Noah Fant injury is not as bad as it may have looked um, last night. And Tim Patrick, I think Tim Patrick showed that he can be trusted. Um, maybe not each and every week, but in the right matchup, I think Tim Patrick can be trusted. And I think he's also another player that we can look at maybe in DFS. He showed that he does have some decent kind of upside in this Broncos offense. Jerry Judy, another player I think is on the rise. The rookie out of Alabama, a fantastic catch last night. I don't know how he, how he caught it, how it got to him, but he got the job done. But for me, on the Broncos, it's all about Melvin Gordon and if Noah Fant can be healthy. Hopefully that injury is not bad. I still like Noah Fant moving forward as long as he's not hurt. Moving on to Sunday matchup, starting off with the Colts and the Bears. I have the, the, the Bears winning this game very close. I just am not sold on this Colts offense. Uh, yes, they really haven't been able to, uh, they haven't been, been told to kind of sling the ball over the place with Phillip Rivers. I thought last year Phillip Rivers was on the downfall of his NFL career. He's not nearly the quarterback that we saw in, in, um, during his time in Indianapolis. He's showing signs of the end of his career. I do like Jonathan Taylor. I do like Naheem Hines to a point, but I think the Bears do get the job done against the Colts. Allen Robinson, one of my favorite plays this week, despite playing the Colts defense. I think Allen Robinson has proved year in and year out, week in and week out, that he's a player you can trust no matter the matchup, no matter the quarterback throwing the ball. And again, it's going to be Nick Foles over Mitchell Trubisky. Took 10 quarters for Mitchell Trubisky to get benched by the Bears. Um, I do like Nick Foles a tiny bit, but again, I think the only player that I'm really looking at in this, in this game is uh, – for Jonathan Taylor on the Colts and Allen Robinson on the Bears. I have the Bears beating the Colts on Sunday. Next up, we have the Jaguars and the Bengals. Last week, we thought maybe the Bengals, I mean, the Jaguars would be able to kind of give us a nice showing on, on Thursday night football against the Dolphins. That was not the case. The offense did not show up. The Dolphins showed up, but the Jaguars didn't show up on that Thursday night game. I think this is a game that we, we may be able to see kind of a sneaky shootout between the Jaguars and the Bengals. I think the Jags are going to uh, bounce back very nicely. I like. Uh, Gardner Minshew quite a bit. DJ Sharks sound like he might be able to come back. Uh, LaVisca Chenault. James Robinson has shown that he is the real deal so far through uh, three games. Looks very good. And last week we saw him involved in the passing game. Outside of anybody on the Jaguars, the only player that was able to kind of um, show any kind of a, a, a pulse on that team was James Robinson. Um, looks great on the, on the ground. And again, he got involved in the passing game. So I do like James Robinson this week and moving forward. As for the Bengals, I think the Bengals do kind of get going. We've seen uh, Joe Burrow kind of step up and kind of show that he is the true leader that this Bengals needs on offense. But I think we're also going to see a game out of Joe Mixon. I think Mixon's a player that a lot of people may be giving up on. I think it's a mistake. Remember last year, 
year through three games. I think he was court, uh, running back number 27 or 28, finished the season at, at 13 overall. I think we may see the same kind of thing. Yes, they do have a brutal schedule um, after this game coming up for the Bengals. But again, if they can get Joe Mixon more and more, more and more involved in the passing game, I do think that he can get there on a weekly basis. I'm not giving up on Mixon. As a matter of fact, I think he's a buy low. And for the, for the most part, I think there's a lot of panicked owners of Joe Mixon. You might be able to get him for fairly cheap. I do think he's a buy low. Uh, Tyler Boyd. I do like Tyler Boyd quite a bit more than I, uh, the A.J. Greens, the T. Higgins in this passing game. We have seen Boyd take over that number one role starting last last year with A.J. Green's injury. I just don't think that A.J. Green is right just yet. I do like Boyd quite a bit against this Jags, Jags defense. I think it's going it's to be a very high-scoring game. Love Joe Burrow. Love Gardner Minshew. Love the passing game for the Jags. Love the Bengals passing game. Joe Mixon, James Robinson. Pick a player. I think we can start quite a few players in both DFS and season-long. I have the Bengals beating the Jaguars on Sunday to get their first win under Joe Burrow as their starting quarterback. Next up, the Browns and the Cowboys. Yes, the Browns might have the better record at 2-1, and one, but I definitely think the Cowboys are by far and away the better team between the two uh, organizations. The Browns really are not that great on offense. Uh, yes, they may look, they may show signs of being a decent offense. Um, but names like Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Baker Mayfield. They have the names, but the production is not happening. I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan. Um, everybody knows this. I think Odell Beckham is not the same player that he came once he came out from New York. I think this team's going to want to run the ball more and more with Nick Chubb. I do like Nick Chubb quite a bit this weekend moving forward. But outside of Chubb, that's about the only option I am going with the Browns. As for the Dallas Cowboys, start anybody and everybody, but I think this is a Zeke week. I think Ezekiel Elliott goes absolutely bonkers against this Browns defense. And if you're playing season long, maybe a lot of people are going to fade away from Zeke because of his down game last week, despite the Cowboys putting up a decent amount of points. I think this is going to be a Zeke week. I do uh, think it's going to be Zeke versus Chubb between the two running backs this week. I think it's going to be a nice ground game between the two. Give me the Cowboys by quite a bit over the Browns on Sunday. Next up, we have the Saints and the Lions. Sounds like Michael Thomas might be able to go this week. I think that's going to help the Saints. It's going to help Drew Brees. We've seen Drew Brees not the same quarterback without Michael Thomas in the lineup. Um, Alvin Kamara has been absolutely bonkers on the ground through the air. The touchdown regression from last year has taken over this year. He is uh, far and away the best player in football right now. Um, I think he scored two two touchdowns in each of the three games. With Michael Thomas back, that's going to take away a little bit of production for Alvin Kamara, but Alvin Kamara is still one of the better options in all formats. No matter what the option is, Alvin Kamara continues to be a beast on the field for the Saints. Um, If Michael Thomas is there, you are going to start him. You don't have to worry about his injury. If he's going to play, you're going to play him. And I think he's also going to improve Drew Brees, who really has not been the Drew Brees that we've been accustomed to seeing. Um, I think he misses Michael Thomas quite a bit in that offense. As for the Lions, uh, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. I do like DeAndre Swift a tiny bit in this game, a game that I think they're going to have to pass the ball much to stay in the game with the Saints, especially if Michael Thomas does play. So I do like the passing game for for the Lions. I like Stafford to Galladay, Stafford to Marvin Jones, and GPPs. I have the Saints beating the Lions on Sunday afternoon. 
Next up, we have the Seahawks and the Dolphins. On paper, this game is not going to be close. I think the Seahawks are going to run all over these Dolphins. Um, Russ is going to continue to cook. Love the passing game. Love DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Uh, sounds like Chris Carson may play after that scary injury last week. If he can't go, Carlos Hyde is a nice option as a waiver wire pickup. But again, we don't know who's going to start at running back. If Carson does play, that's going to limit what uh, I think both players do. I don't think they're going to rely on Carson uh, as a full go in the game no matter what. If Carson can't go, I do like Carlos Hyde quite a bit this week and this week only. But this, this offense has shown that it's Russell Wilson. It's the passing game. Russ continues to cook. I like Metcalf and Tyler Lockett quite a bit for the Seahawks on Sunday. As for the Dolphins, not sure if I'm going to be playing many of their, their options at all. I think uh, Miles Gaskin is showing that he is a nice uh, waiver wire pickup this week. Um, if if you use a little bit of salary on him, I did. I, I don't don't hate the idea. I, um, we are seeing he is the number one option in the Dolphins' running game. I think we're going to see more out of Preston Williams and Mike Jacecki, who I thought last week had a fine matchup against the Jaguars. But thanks to the Jaguars, they really didn't do very much on offense because they didn't really have to re- re- rely on either option. This week, they're going to have to throw the ball, throw the ball plenty if they're going to stay with the Seahawks. I don't see it happening, but I think there are, there are some production to have from the Dolphins. So I do like Preston Williams. I do like um, Devontae Parker, and I do like Mike Jacecki. To a point, I'm not going to be an automatic start on any of those players, but I think they all do have upside in this matchup against the Seahawks. I have the Seahawks winning big at Miami. Next up, the Chargers and the Buccaneers. Buccaneers uh, look like they're bouncing back from that early season kind of struggle uh, when, they, when they open up against the Saints. We've seen Tom Brady kind of get going a little bit with the Buccaneers. No Leonard Fournette makes me like Ronald Jones quite a bit this weekend. Um, Chris Godwin's not going to play, which makes me like Mike Evans quite a bit this weekend. And I think O.J. Howard is going to have a decent game as well. Everybody knows I am higher on O.J. Howard than I am on Rob Gronkowski. I just don't think Rob Gronkowski has that much left in the tank. And I think O.J. Howard is going to thrive um, with Tom Brady throwing the ball, someone that he can learn from behind uh, uh, Rob Gronkowski. So I do like O.J. Howard this week and moving forward, as I had said, I've said every week, I think O.J. Howard is an underrated player who I think a lot of people overlooked in drafts, but I think they're going to realize by the end of the year he is the better option over Rob Gronkowski in Tampa. But I love uh, love Mike, uh, Mike Evans, love Ronald Jones. As for the Chargers, I think we can trust Austin Eckler, Mike, uh, Keenan Allen, and Hunter Henry as well. Because, again, I think they're going to have to pass the ball quite a bit to keep, tr- keep pace with the Buccaneers on Sunday. I have the Bucks beating the Chargers, but I think it's going to be one of those sneaky shootout games. I think the Chargers may be able to keep it close for most of the game, but I think fourth quarter is where the Buccaneers kind of uh, pull away from the Chargers. I have the Bucks beating the Chargers on Sunday. Next up, the Ravens and the Washington football team. Uh, Ravens coming off their stinker on Monday night. I think they get the job done on, uh, against Washington. I think they are going to show that they are the superior team between the two um, offenses and defenses. I think we're going to see a big game out of the defense and a big game out of Lamar Jackson company on offense. I don't know how much I'm going to have exposure to either team just because I don't know how much um, Washington's going to ha- be able to get the job done, especially if Terry McLaurin can't go. That takes away one of their few options on offense. I think Steven Sims is also out in the passing game. Uh, I, I think Antonio Gibson is a player we can look at. If you're desperate at running back, I think he can have a decent game. Last week we did see him kind of have his uh, breakout game for the Washington football team. But if McLaurin can't go, that takes me even more off of even maybe the Ravens because I just, I just don't know how, how much Washington's going to be able to stay the game. I think the Ravens are going to make a point to kind of show that that last game on Monday night against the Chiefs was a – 
uh, not normal for them. I like the Ravens big over Washington. Lamar Jackson, obviously one of the better quarterbacks to play this week. Um, if you're looking at the ground game, I do like um, Ingram a little bit more than Dobbins, but I think all three parties, Ingram, Dobbins, and Gus Edwards, all take away from each other. So I don't know how much I'm going to be having of any running back moving forward until we start to see one of those three kind of take over. Right now, I think Gus Edwards has taken a little bit more than I would like to see out of Ingram, out of Dobbins. Um, Dobbins was a player that I was very high on coming into the year. I was low on Ingram, so I kind of take that as a win-loss because I um, – Ingram has not been the player that some people thought he was going to be, and I didn't think he was going to be that player. Um, but I also was very high on Dobbins, and I think Edwards is eating into both of their production, which is causing me a win because I called Ingram being down this year, but I also was very high and have a lot of shares of Dobbins, which has not got there because I think a lot of it is that they have a three-headed monster in the backfield. As for the passing game, Marquise Brown, I think Marquise Brown bounces back a little bit over with Washington, and I also do like uh, Mark Andrews a little bit. As I'm talking about it, I'm talking myself more and more into why I want to start start the Ravens in all formats. Obviously, season long, you're starting all Ravens. I think they are viable now that I'm talking it out more and more in my head to start in DFS because I think they can absolutely go bonkers and continue to go bonkers against this Washington defense. I just worry... Um, for upside in GPPs, if someone like Terry McLaurin can't go, you take away a player um, that's going to be able to kind of maybe keep up a little bit. But I just think it's going to be a blowout for the Ravens on Sunday. I have the Ravens big over Washington. Next up, we have the Cardinals and the Panthers. Cardinals lose a game last week that a lot of people thought they would not lose the game. I, um, this is, this is kind of going to be a common theme with the Cardinals. Cardinals quite are not there yet as a, an elite option in, um, on, on the football field. They have a lot of talent in, 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 on offense. They have some talent on defense as well, but they are still young as well. Kyler Murray, uh, fine game last week. I think he's had a great game against Carolina this week as well. DeAndre Hopkins has shown that he is the number one target. Uh, his, his role in Houston is the same as it was in Arizona, throwing the ball as much as possible um, for the Cardinals. Cardinals are show, prove, proving that the trade that they got with Houston, they got the better deal with Hopkins. Hopkins and Kyler Murray have a fantastic chemistry. Both players are obviously startable in all formats. Loveman GPPs as well. I'm not sold on Kenyon Drake. Uh, coming in the year, I was not sold. I think Chase Edmonds is still the better fit for this offense. I'm still going to beat that drum. Um, I still think think Edmonds is playable in those deep, deep leagues, and I think he is also a option to use in DFS as well. If he scores, he reaches value. And again, I just think he's a little bit better option for the Cardinals on what they want to do. But again, Drew, uh, Drake is the starter, so a lot of people are going to start Drake. I'm just not sold on Drake uh, this week or long term. Yes, he can have a decent game because the Panthers' offense defense is very bad. But again, I think the Cardinals are going to go to DeAndre Hopkins. They're going to be Kyler Murray show and maybe a little bit of Kenny and Drake. I have the Cardinals beating the Panthers on Sunday. Next up, the Vikings and the Texans. And if everybody listened to me last week, I said the Texans are a buy low. They had a brutal start to the year playing Baltimore, playing Kansas City, playing Pittsburgh. Now they get into their easier part of their schedule. Love this matchup for all Texans. Um, hopefully you bought some of those players low. Deshaun Watson, David Johnson, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller. There's a lot of options on offense. Uh, sounds like Will Fuller did have a little bit of an injury scare um, throughout the week, but it sounds like he was uh, sat out practice this week, more of a precautionary kind of thing, not really an injury thing. So it sounds like he's going to be back, and hopefully uh, Will Fuller is uh, 
stays healthy for the entire year because I absolutely love him moving forward in this stretch that, that we're going to see for Fuller. And again, Fuller is Watson's number one option. Brandon Cooks, again, I think this passing game is going to go absolutely bonkers this week and moving forward. Hopefully you bought low on some of these Houston Texans. As for the Vikings side of things, I do like Adam Thielen to kind of bounce back from a kind of a down game last week. Last week was all Justin Jefferson. I think we see more Adam Thielen this week. And again, I think Dalvin Cook last week showed that he is still one of the better running backs in football. Had a, had a kind of a rough start to the game season, just like the Vikings have. But last week we saw him go absolutely bonkers, nearly 200 yards rushing. I see a big game out of Cook against the Texans as well. I have this game a very high-scoring game by both teams, but I have the Texans getting the job done for their first win of 2020 on Sunday. Next up, the Giants and the Rams. Not much to talk about, in my opinion, in this game. The Rams should be able to kind of do what they want on offense. Uh, Jared Goff has looked fantastic. This offense is kind of looks like the same offense that we saw a couple years ago when they went to the Super Bowl. This team is, looks great on offense, running the ball, passing the ball. But I think it's be much more of a ground game with Daryl Henderson, with Malcolm Brown. I just think they can do whatever they want on, on offense against this bad Giants team. And I don't think the Giants are going to be able to kind of hang with this pass rush that the Rams have. It could be a very brutal matchup. And we're talking about the Jets as one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in a long time in the NFL. The Giants can't be much far behind in terms of 2020 talent. Losing Saquon Barkley, losing Sterling Shepard, uh, not getting anything out of Evan Ingram. Um, Daniel Jones does not look like the same quarterback last year. Last year we saw that maybe he was a uh, the, the answer for the Giants. Uh, Darius Slayton has looked decent, but once they lost Saquon Barkley, the team went, went downhill. I don't see them staying in this game very long. I have the Rams winning big over the Giants, and I'm likely, if I have other options outside of Daryl Henderson and Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, I think you have to start them in season long. But if you do have a, another option, you might want to look into it. I just don't know how much upside this Rams offense is going to have to play because I think the Giants are just going to fall down early and Rams are going to kind of be able to run the ball at will against the team. So I do think Henderson is an elite option. But if I am looking at the passing game for the Rams, if I had another option, especially over Goff, I am likely going to look that other way. I have the Rams winning big over the Giants on Sunday. Next up, the Patriots and the Chiefs, Cam Newton versus Patrick Mahomes. Bill Belichick versus Andy Reid. Uh, I think this game will be a very entertaining game for us to watch. The defense in New England is not nearly the defense we saw at the first part of last year, and no one stopped the Chiefs' offense anyways. So it doesn't matter how good your defense is. Baltimore has a very good defense, and we saw what the Chiefs did on Monday night. I think this is going to be a very high-scoring game. I do think Patrick Mahomes, when it's all said and done, is going to show why he is the best player in football. But I think Cam Dune's going to be able to kind of keep pace as well and show why he used to be an MVP as well. Um, I like a lot of offense in this game. Uh, Cam Newton, if, if James White does play, I do like James White. Um, Rex Burkhead, if James White is out. Julian Edelman, Nikhil Harry. Um, as for the Chiefs, start anybody, everybody. I don't have to talk about anybody on the Chiefs. They're all playable. Uh, one of my favorite matchups, I think, this week likely is going to be Clyde edwards Um I think we're seeing what kind of player he truly is. And last week, he was very well involved in the passing game. Absolutely love CEH this week and moving forward, as I talked about each and every week for this Chiefs team. I love CH, what he brings to his offense. Just another weapon that this team doesn't need that he brings to the table. Uh, so many weapons all over the place for the Chiefs. Start them all, each and every one of them. I have the Chiefs beating the Patriots on Sunday. Next up, we have the Bills and the Raiders. Uh, the 3-0 Bills taking on the 2-1 Raiders. Raiders are one of the kind of the 
underrated team, a team we didn't we didn't really expect to do what they're doing this year. The Bills, I think, are showing that they are one of the better teams in the AFC. Um, yes, they got up big last week to over the Rams. The Rams did come back and take the lead at one point, but the Bills did uh, actually win the game over the Rams, despite the Rams coming back from a big uh, deficit. Um, that just shows kind of what kind of grit that team has. Love the defense, love the offense with Josh Allen. Josh Allen is one of the better plays each and every week. I think what he does on the ground with his legs kind of makes him one of the top five options on a weekly basis, and we're seeing this team pass more and more. Devin Singletary got involved last week as well, which was nice to see. As for the Raiders side of things, <coughs> Darren Waller didn't do much, but I think he's back this week against the Bills. They're going to have to uh, find options. I think Darren Waller is going to be a player that if the Raiders want to stay in this game, they're going to have to have him involved early and often. And they're going to have to kind of tr- somewhat try to get to get the ground game going with Josh Jacobs. I don't know if Jacobs can do it against the Bills' uh, defense. Bills are one of the better defenses in the league. But if the Raiders are going to hang in this game, it's got to be on the shoulder of their stars. Their stars are Jacobs. Their stars are uh, Darren Waller. I think Jacobs has to have a good game on the ground. I think Waller has to be involved in the passing game plenty and uh, often. But I have the Bills. Bills beating the Raiders fairly handedly. I think the Bills are going to show that they are one of the better teams. They're going to go to 4-0. Josh Allen has continued to roll. Um, and Stefan Diggs, the new player for the Bills this year, uh, what a fantastic move this team made getting him from Minnesota. One of the better um, free agency moves uh, or trade, uh, sorry, trades this year was getting Stefan Diggs. He's been a nice talent for Allen. Love Allen to Diggs in GPPs this week. I have Bills up, uphanding the Raiders to move the 4-0. Sunday night, we see the Eagles and the 49ers, the injury-plagued 49ers, a team that has had many multiple injuries. It sounds like George Kittle might be back. It sounds like Raheem Mostert may be back, but it sounds like um, for sure we might get George Kittle, which is a nice will be a nice sign to see. Nick Mullins looked good last week, stepping in for Jimmy Garoppolo. As for the Eagles, they continue to be a mess. They're sitting at 0-2-1, and I don't see him winning this game as well. Carson Wentz does not look like the, the quarterback he was before he got hurt that one Super Bowl year before Nick Foles came in. He just does not look right for whatever reason. He is not the player that the, maybe the Eagles thought he was going to be prior to that injury. Uh, Miles Sanders, I think, it, as the weeks go along, he can get more and more involved in both the ground and the running game. So if I'm looking at one player, no matter what on this offense, I'm starting Miles Sanders and Zach Ertz no matter what, especially with Dallas Goddard out. It's, um, it opens things up more for, for Zach Ertz, who was showing that maybe uh, D- Dallas Goddard was getting a closer and closer to his elite status. But with no Dallas Goddard, I think Ertz goes back to being Carson Wentz's favorite target. And Sanders is one of my favorite plays. Moving forward, absolutely love him despite the 49ers' decent defense. But they are losing a lot of players on that defense, so I do think Sanders can get there. I have the 49ers beating the Eagles on Sunday evening. <coughs> Excuse me. And we'll close out with a little bit. Um, obviously, on the Monday night game, we'll talk more on the Falcons and Packers on Monday's podcast. I do have the Packers beating the Falcons. Um, sounds like Julio Jones might play. Sounds like David, David, uh, Devontae Adams might play as well. Those are two big names. So I'm not going to go into too much detail in this game just because they're, 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 those are two pieces that we don't know what's going to happen if they're going to play or if they're not going to play. It does a lot for uh, one way or the other. One thing we do know is Alan Lazard is out for the sub- substantial amount of time. Um, don't know how long he's going to miss, but it sounds like he's going to miss many, many weeks. Um, MVS, Marquez Valens-Scantling is a very solid option to pick up if he's available in your leagues. Um, I think he does step into that number two role. And again, last year coming into the season, we were trying to figure out who the number two option was going to be behind Adams. 
MVS was one of those options. I think he does step up um, and play a little better than maybe he has. I think Lazard took away a lot of that uh, number two role this year, but with no Lazard, they're going to find that number two option, and I do I do think MVS can have a decent uh, rest of the season, so I definitely think he's worth the pickup. And Calvin Ridley, what can we say about Calvin Ridley? One of the better receivers this year in football. As I talked about, I thought he was going to be overtaking the Julio Jones role at some point. Um, Jones was going to do the same thing that... Um, uh, Roddy White did for him when he came into the league. It's showing it now. Ridley starting to show that he is the better options there. I don't. I still think Julio Jones is the, is the receiver to have this year between the two. But they're both top five options in my opinion. Um, love Calvin Ridley this week moving forward. Falcons and Packers are both very bad against the pass, so I see this game being a high-scoring shootout with the passing games getting well involved. One thing the Falcons do need to do if they want to stay in this game and stay in the minigames moving forward, get the ball to Todd Gurley more often. He needs to touch the ball more than he is right now, and I think that we may see that moving forward. And again, he's a good uh, pass catcher out of the backfield as well, but I think the Falcons and Packers get a lot done through the year. I have the Packers winning on, Sunday, on Monday night, but again, I'll go more detail on that on Monday and on the Monday podcast where we talk about what happened on Sunday. Good luck this weekend. Hope you guys get those W's. Hopefully, uh, if, if you're in a losing streak, you, you snap that losing streak. If you're in a winning streak, you uh, build on that winning streak. Let's get those W's. If you've not done so already, please give us a follow on, on Twitter. We are at FansportsGenius. On Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. It's not too late to be part of the Genius Mob and to purchase be part of our mastermind with our mastermind chat. Again, weekly, monthly, and full season package available. One-on-one access with yours truly, the genius himself, via text message regarding all things fantasy football. Join now and get that extra help to put your team over the top. And if you are on the edge, on the verge of whether or not this is something for you, remember this week and this week only, all questions you have that are not trading questions will be answered 100% of the time up until kickoff on Sunday. I'll be answering those questions. Bring them in. Let me know what questions you have. We'll get you on the right track. Maybe it's a lineup move. Maybe it's a roster pickup. Maybe it's a start sick question. I'll let you know why I like that guy or this guy. That and much more to see if Mastermind Chat is available is, is something that would be helpful to you. And with 2020 being uncertain, uh, with what's going on with Tennessee, again, if you have any Tennessee Titans or Pittsburgh Steelers players in your lineup, make sure to get them out. They are getting a zero as they are uh, the Titans test positive. Two more players test positive today as of Friday morning. So again, that game has been postponed. The Pittsburgh and Tennessee game has been postponed. So definitely get those players out of your lineup. They're going to be playing on on week seven instead of week four. You'll get zeros for those players if you don't put them in there. If you need a a roster to uh, pick up for those players, let me know. I'll try to figure out who we can pick up to get you the best advantage to get that W in week four. Have a great day. Be safe, and we'll talk to you next week. Go your fantasy teams.